evening. And I'm telling you, it is good to know a living Savior. It is good to know that Jesus Christ is alive this evening. If you have your Bibles this evening, I want to turn your attention to the book of 2 Samuel 23. 2 Samuel 23 in verse 9 and 10 right here. I'm going to talk about one of David's distinguished soldiers tonight. One of David's distinguished soldiers by the name of Eleazar. I like this. There's something right here. Be careful when you skim the word of God because you can miss something in just a short time. Amen. Sometimes some of my bit. Words, messages comes from three little words just found in the Word of God right there. But I'm going to show you the night that we need to put the weapon of God in our hand this evening. Amen? I think people have been defeated too long, and it's time to put the weapon of God in your hand this evening. Second Samuel 23, verses 9 and 10. Listen to the Word of God. And after him was Eleazar, the son of Dodo, the Aonite, one of the three mighty men with David. When they defied the Philistines, they were there together together to battle, and the men of Israel were gone away. And he arose and smote the Philistines until his hand was weary, but listen, and his hand clave unto the sword. Now I want you to get that. And his hand clave unto the sword. It gripped that sword, if you will. And the Lord wrought a great victory that day. And the people returned after him only to spoil. I want to go back right there. And I want to, here's where I'm going to minister. And his hand clave unto the sword. Tonight I want to speak to you tonight on put the sword, put the weapon of God in your hand. How many has got their Bible in here tonight? Amen. You need to cleave to that word right there. You need to grip that word and don't let go of it. Amen. Heavenly Father, tonight we just thank you, Lord, for this opportunity, dear God. We ask you, Lord, for your anointing, and we ask you, Lord, for your touch, dear God. Tonight I pray, Lord, for the words you would have me to speak in here, dear God. I pray, God, for you to just touch me, dear God, this evening, Lord. Oh, Jesus, I pray for your anointing, Lord, to flow, dear God, in this house. Lord, give me the words you would give me to speak, O oh God, today, that somebody's hand, that the body of believers will put their hand and let it grip that sword tonight, Father. Lord, and we give you the glory, dear God, and we give you praise and honoring. In Jesus' name we pray, amen and amen. Um, just to quote something I just said this morning, uh, and from the book of Hosea, chapter 4, verse 6 we are told that God's people are destroyed why are they destroyed because of a lack of knowledge what kind of knowledge was they lacking what was it what was it that was missing right there he was talking about the word of God and let me tell you the reason for this lack of knowledge the lack of knowledge was not out of ignorance it wasn't because it wasn't there but it was it was a lack of knowledge because it was a willful rejection of the word of God
God. And can I tell you tonight, these people willfully, they rejected the Word of God. But I begin to think about that, and I begin to think of how many people's lives that are being destroyed in the body of Christ. I begin to think about how many are being destroyed tonight by depression, by despair, by hopelessness, and in the enemy in large. Because I believe I got a reason for this tonight that many people don't have the sword of God in their hand. They don't have the weapon of God in their hand. They don't pick up the word of God on a daily basis. They don't allow the word of God to feed deep inside of them tonight. How come by to tell you tonight it is time for the body of Christ to grip that sword tonight. It is time for the body of Christ to put their hand on that sword and say I'm not going to let go of it. What are you saying tonight? I've come by to tell you this evening it ain't a time to let go of the sword. I've come by to tell you tonight it is time to grip, grip that sword. It is time to cleave unto the word of God. Some of you need to know tonight that God's word is still true. That God's word is still powerful. That God said what he meant and he meant what he said. But I'm telling you what we many believers are destroyed for tonight is like hope. Hosea 4 and 6 because they don't pick up the word of God. Many believers tonight are lies are in shatterment and they don't have victory tonight is because they're got an ignorance, a, a willful ignorance, a willful rejection of the word of God. It ain't that the word of God ain't there. It ain't that they can't pick up the word. It's just that people don't want to pick up the word. It's just that people don't want to pay attention to the word of God anymore it's just that people don't want to hear the word of God anymore in fact I believe it's in the book of Amos where God told Israel they would come a famine in the land it would be a famine of not of bread and water but a famine of the hearing of the word of God can I tell you this evening I want to give you a little take on that let me tell you what I believe we got a famine today it ain't that the word of God ain't being preached it's people ain't hearing the word of God it ain't that the word of God ain't available it is people not wanting to hear the word they clog their ears to the word of God they don't have their hand to the sword in essence because they don't have their weapon they become prey to the enemy they become open target for the enemy to come in to steal to kill and to destroy can I tell you tonight that Satan is looking for somebody that don't have a sword in their hand? Can I tell you tonight that the enemy is going to attack those that don't have their sword and that's ready to guard? But I'm telling you tonight, what one thing that will chase off that old devil is when you put that sword in your hand. And can I tell you, say the battle may grow long, but I'm going to cleave unto the word of God. I've 
got my hand gripped uh, to the word of God. Uh, I've got the weapon of God uh, in my hand tonight. Uh, and I'm not going to let go. Uh, I'm going to hold on. Uh, I'm going to hold on to the promises of God. Uh, I'm going to hold on uh, to what the Lord had told me. Uh, I'm going to hold on uh, to his promises. Uh, I'm going to hold on to his assurances. Uh, I'm not going to let go now. Uh, I've got my hand gripped. I've got my hand around the sword and I'm not going to let go tonight. Did you hear what I'm telling you tonight? You're in a fight tonight. It ain't a time to let go of the sword. It's time to cling to that sword. It's time to grip that sword. It's time to hold that sword up and say I ain't letting go. Maybe the devil's told you tonight. Won't you just let go of the sword? Won't you just let go of all of this. Well, I've come by to tell you the reason the devil has told you to let go of the sword because if you let go of the sword, then he can get you. Did you hear me? Can I tell you tonight that Satan wants you to put your sword down? But the church of God in this last day and the body of Christ in this last day needs to say, I'm not putting my sword down. I got my hand gripped around my sword. I've got my hand right there on the word of God and I'm not letting it down now I'm not giving up I'm not quitting my hand is wrapped around the sword the word of almighty God amen let me tell you, we got to grip that sword in our hand tonight. You see, in this passage of Scripture, Eleazar had a battle. He was one of the distinguished soldiers in David's army. And his name is recorded in Scripture as one of the mighty men of David. Now, let's look at the deeds for just a moment before going on. Remember his deeds in the battle with the Philistines in First Chronicles. We can read more in First Chronicles 11, 12 through 14 for your reference. And we begin to see something. The first scene was, it was a scene called the place of Pasadimia, the dell of bloodshed. That means it was a battle. It was a war zone. It was something that wasn't just something for the lack of heart. But let me tell you, I begin to study and I begin to think about something. Here they are. David was fighting an old enemy again. Did you hear me? David was fighting an old enemy again. How many knew David had fought the Philistines along the way? How many knew that Goliath was a Philistine tonight? Anybody know that? That Goliath was a Philistine tonight? How many know Israel had battles with the Philistines along the journey? Well, here comes a reoccurring headache. Here comes a reoccurring pain, if you will. Those old Philistines are at it again. Those old Philistines are at Israel's side again. But let me, it, it give me a message right here. I'm not going to preach on it, but I'm going to give you a little nugget. There are times where the enemy will take one back to old battlegrounds. There are times where we got to keep dealing with the same old enemy over and over again. Anybody in here tonight, it seems like you face the same problem over and over 
over again. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Well, let me tell you, when I was studying this word, the Holy Ghost brought it to my attention that sometimes we got to be on guard because that old enemy wants to bring us back to the same battlegrounds. He wants us to come back to the same fights that we had before. But can I tell you tonight, the Holy Ghost said that the word of God is still sufficient for these battles and it will still give you victory today as it did then. I'm not going to preach on that, but I thought it would be interesting for you to know tonight. There are times where that old enemy will drag you back into the same battlefield that you fought before. But can I tell you tonight, no matter who the enemy is, no matter what you're fighting, no matter if it's a reoccurring battle, no matter if it's an old enemy that's come your way and giving you a headache again, you can still have a weapon in this fight. You still got a weapon that's far greater than anything the enemy has. How many know tonight that you got the word of God? Somebody needs to grip that word tonight. Somebody needs to cling to that word tonight and say, I got a weapon for this battle. I got a sword for this battle. I got a word for this battle. I got a sword that makes all of hell flee. I got a sword that makes the devil tremble and I'm not scared to use it. Hello. Tonight, think about it. This evening, he was in that battle. Here these Philistines had arrayed themselves against the forces of David. They were a formidable foe. We knew something right here. These men were outnumbered because the Bible tells us all the men of Israel had fled. Why did they flee? I'll tell you why they fled. It's because fear is the reason they fled. How many know you can't fight a battle if you're fearful? Amen? Hello? Hello? Did anybody get that? How many know God don't want the fearful on the battle line? Can I tell you, some of them in Gideon's army that God told them to send home, he said, send those that are afraid home. Because I got news for you, God ain't looking for cowards on the battlefield. He's looking for a few who's not afraid, who will grip their sword and take a stand. Did you hear what I'm telling you? It seems like all of the men of Israel had fled because of fear. Too often people want to flee because of fear. They want to flee because they're worried about what's going to happen. How many know Saul and the armies of Israel would never stand against Goliath? Let me tell you, the king was supposed to take up that battle. But him and his armies were hiding from Goliath. But there was a shepherd boy that said, is there not a cause? He said, I'm not as scared of that big, bad, ugly giant. Can I tell you, God would use one man that day to bring down the giant warrior the champion of the Philistines what are you getting at preacher I'm getting that tonight it ain't time for you to be fearful it ain't time for you to flee with your head knocked down and a running but I'm telling you tonight you need to be strong in God you need to have your armor on you need to have the sword in your hand and says I'm not backing down but I'm here to take a stand I'm here to fight this battle I'm here here to stand in the name of the Lord. 
Think about it. They, they took up their position in a barley field. And they took on the might of the Philistines. And boy, didn't God write a great miracle that day. These little men of God, these men of David, would accomplish a great victory that day. And they routed the Philistines, if you will. It goes to tell me right there, and I'm going to jump on this, but let me give you a nugget real quick, that when God is fighting with you, and when God is on your side, it don't matter how many is against you, you're walking out with a victory tonight. Did you hear what I'm telling you? It don't matter what report this says. It matters the report of God. Oh, what are you getting at? I begin to think. That Eleazar, I look at his stand. He was a man that wouldn't back down. He was one of David's finest. I can see him one that David would depend on. Amen? When all the other men of Israel, you'll find out who you can depend on when you're sitting there in battle, who's there with you. Did you hear what I'm telling you? Amen? Who's sitting there in the battlefield ready to go to war with you? While all of Israel fled, David had a few men that would stand that day, that would take a stand in that barley field. And the one I'm talking about tonight is Eleazar. There's something we need to get from Eleazar, that he had a weapon, and that his weapon was a sword. And I begin to think about that sword. That sword was sufficient. It was enough for him. Amen? It was plenty for him. Let me tell you tonight. Oh, can I preach a little while tonight? I'm going to tell you I don't need Dr. Phil. I don't need a self-help book. Amen? I got the book. And it's plenty enough. It's sufficient enough. Did you hear me tonight? I don't need anything else but the book tonight. Amen? Did you hear what I'm telling you in this battle tonight? Let me tell you, I got a sword that is sufficient for this battle. Let me tell you, he arose and he smote these Philistines. His hand was weary, but he clave unto the sword and lot the Lord wrought a great victory that day. I've come by to tell you tonight that God has given you a sufficient weapon. I've come by to tell you tonight that that word Word is sufficient tonight. I've come by to tell you this evening that the the weapons of our warfare are not carnal but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. Let me tell you they, the word of God is what breaks the yokes. Did you hear me? With the anointing of the Holy Spirit on it. This book is no, there's no other book that is like this book right here. There's many cheap imitations of it. The Quran, the LDS book, the Watchtower, there's many cheap imitations, but there's only one word, and it is the word of God right now. Why do you think they want the Bibles kicked out of our school? Why do you think they want the word of God out of our society? Because let me tell you, because it's the word of God that will tear down the yokes. It's the word of God that will break through. It's the word of God that will bring down the strongholds in one's life. Amen. I'll never forget. 
I'll say it again. I still ain't forget got these bunch of antichrists over at the Franklin County Jail. Hey Amen. Hey Amen. Me and Jude, first year I think I was up here. We went over to take a Bible to a young man. But they wouldn't let us go up to it. Take a Bible to him. Hey Amen. Ain't that a shame? They told us we couldn't do it. I told them, I, I thought to, if I'd have been a Muslim, I guarantee they'd have let me in. Amen. Amen. The Koran ain't going to do nothing but make something more evil. And that's what society wants to keep people broke in bondage where they can make money off their bondage. Amen. Let me tell you what they're Let me tell you. Oh, you give somebody the word. Let me tell you, it's going to tear down some strongholds. Amen. Hey Amen. It's going to break some bondages. Why do you think we ought to proclaim the word of God? Amen. But listen, society don't want the Bible in their society. Did you hear me? The society wants the word of God kicked out. Society don't want us clinging to our swords. Did you hear what I'm telling you? Why? Because if we cling to our swords, if we let go of our swords, we'll be run over. But I got news for you in this last day. I still believe that God's got a people that that says we're going to hold on to our swords. Uh, we're going to fight. Uh, we're going to stand our ground. Uh, we ain't going to give up. Uh, it may get tiresome. It may get wearisome. Uh, but I'm holding on uh, to my sword. Uh, I'm holding on to my weapon. Uh, I'm not going to become prey to the enemy. My Lord, I ain't figured it out. Why Christians don't like to read the Word of God? Did you hear me? Too often, I'm going to say it again. The reason people are destroyed is because of a rejection of the Word of God. What do I talk about? A rejection of the Word of God? They leave it closed. Hello? Did you hear me? They don't open it. Some don't even open it during church, more or less at home. Amen. I'm just telling you the truth. I'm going to tell you, I'm going to, I believe this. God don't want you to feed it. Anybody believe that tonight? God don't want you to feed it. God wants you victorious tonight. But what happens is, and I'm not going to ask you to hold your hand up, but you need to ask yourself, how often do I open the Word of God at home? And I'm not going to, and I'm going to tell you right here, I'm not against Bible apps on phones. They got their place, but it don't replace having in my hand. Do you get what I'm telling you? Amen? I'm not against having apps on those things. I got some on my phone. Amen? In case I look up something along the way. But I still... Have my Bible. Amen. But too many have just closed it and not open it. Some just say, give me two seconds here. Let me read this. And Joab said unto the king. And we close it up. My Lord. How can you get, oh, I'm getting ahead of myself, but let me just tell you, how can you become confident and familiar with a weapon when you don't use it? Amen. 
Can I tell you, Eleazar had confidence in his sword. He knew what his sword would do. Just like Eleazar had confidence in his sword, in his weapon for that battlefield. Church, we've got to have confidence in the Word of God. We've got to believe what this Word says. Whether you understand it or not, we've got to believe it. Let me tell you, there's things in the Bible, let me just tell you, I've not reached it. There's things I'm still trying to get. There's things I wonder how God done it. Can I tell you, the Bible never told me to try to figure it out. The Bible just told me to believe it. God just told me to believe it. Amen? Oh, can I tell you that I know what this word can do when it's being preached. I know the power of this word, how living it is. I know how they sit around deathbeds and watch people raised up when they quote on the word of God. Amen. I know what it's like when you, when you begin to pray for somebody and you begin to pray the word of God and healing comes through. Let me tell you, I can tell you right now, this word has never failed me. The problem is people don't open the word. They don't put the word to task. They don't try the word. They just leave it closed and it compiles dust. And while your Bible is compiling dust on the cover, you're being defeated by the hand of the enemy at all times. Did you hear me? I'm telling you, saints of God, it's time you need to take your sword off the mantle and you need to put it in your hand tonight and you need to say, I'm not letting loose of the grip of the Word of God in my life. My Lord, I feel like I'm going to dance on this pulpit tonight. No doubt, Eleazar had fought many battles with this sword. And he knew it was a reliable sword. He knew he fought battles along the way. Let me tell you, in the natural, there are certain things I like to use. When I was a big fisherman, I liked a certain pole. Anybody know what I'm talking about? How many hunters like a certain gun in here? You want to use that certain gun, right? Because you're familiar with it. You got confidence in it, right? I used to have a collection of fishing rods down in North Carolina. But then when I'd go fishing, there's only one I'd like to take. The old reliable. That's what I used to call it. The one I caught my trophy trout off of one time. Amen. And if I would buy an fishing rod, it would have to be one just like that. Because I was familiar with it. If it broke, I knew how to fix it. I knew how the parts, how the spinners and everything went with it. I would spend time ever so often changing the line. Oh, here's where we're going. I would put new line on it. And things like that. What are you saying Eleazar did with his sword? Well, I'll tell you, there ain't no doubt in my mind. He consistently sharpened that sword. He oiled that sword to make sure it was fit for battle. Battle. Let me tell you, this is the problem of many saints of God. They don't sharpen their sword tonight. 
they don't pick it up and they don't allow the Holy Spirit to anoint. Amen? That's the all I'm talking about. I'm telling you too often we keep the Bible closed instead of having it open. Did you hear me? And we want to know why we're defeat and people don't know anything about the Word of God is because they don't open it and read it. Eleazar kept his sword in shape. The one thing I know about the American soldier, one of the first things they are taught when they go to boot camp is about their weapon. You know what they are trained to do? They are trained to dismantle it and reassemble it in just a matter of moments. And even blindfolded, they are able to do it. They have to get familiar with that sword. Amen. They got to get familiar with that weapon upon them because at any moment's time they could be, they got to be able to take it apart and clean it out. If it jammed, something would happen to it, they got to be able to fix it back. They knew where every pin on that gun goes. They knew that they can do it blindfolded. One of the first things they teach you is to take care of your weapon. Amen. Can I tell you this is the problem in the church? We ain't been told to take care of the sword. We ain't been told to take care of the word of God. We ain't been told that we need to sharpen our sword, not just, just not once a week, but our sword needs to be sharpened every day. Hello? We got to have our sword sharpened every day. And I'm telling you, don't tell me you can't give a minute to you only give a minute to the word of God when you can give your TV show 60 minutes. Hello. Hello. Am I preaching to you tonight or not? But listen, too often people don't know anything about their word. They don't know anything about their sword. In essence, in return, they are defeated. If I told you to turn to the book of Hezekiah tonight. How many in here would turn to the book of Hezekiah? Amen. There ain't no book of Hezekiah. There's a king Hezekiah in the Bible. One time I did that in church. I said, let's open the scripture tonight. I'm going to preach out the book of Hezekiah. <laughs> and there was pages of ripping. I, let them, I sat there and just done it as a smile for just a minute. Just to see how long they'd ask. I said, folks, they ain't the book of Hezekiah. Now let's go on to where I was really going to go. There's a king, Hezekiah. See, if you've got a sharpened sword, things like that, you know. Amen. You know what God says about the situation. You've got confidence in the word of God. Amen. Do you know your sword good enough to have confidence in what he says? More or less, do you know the author to have confidence in what he says? Amen. Amen. Oh, do you have confidence to know he's the Lord that said he would heal thee? He's the Lord that would set thee free. He was the Lord that would bring you through it. Amen. Amen. How many know he said he'll bring you through it? Amen. How many he knows you ain't alone tonight because he said I'm with you to the uttermost parts and even unto the end of the world. Hello, I'm not alone. I got somebody walking with me. If you see me talking to somebody, I'm just talking to Jesus. I ain't talking to myself. Amen. Amen. I'm talking to Jesus. Amen. Amen. Remember the story of a man hit a woman in the car. Man run out. 
asked the woman, he said, are, are you all right? She said, I'm all right. I got Jesus riding with him. The man asked, said, you better let him ride with me. <laughs> you got confidence in his word. I was going to tell Listen. If you know the word, you can have confidence in it. You know what God says about something. You don't have to back down. You keep that in your hand. You grip that. But I'm afraid too many ain't got enough, don't know the Lord. They're not familiar with it. They don't know how to speak it because they don't know it because they've not studied it. Let me tell you, I, I, I'm, I'm not here to, to brag on me or anything. But I can read from Genesis to Revelation in a course about 10 months. In about 10 months. I just started over. Just a few weeks ago. There's things, let me tell you, all that ain't going into my memory. But what I find amazing is when I need something, boom. Did you hear me? It just comes back. The Holy Spirit is bringing it back into my remembrance. What are you getting at, preacher? Let me tell you, we need to get that word hidden in our heart. That we become familiar with that word. That means he, that word is at home with us. Just like that sword was with Eleazar. That sword in his hand was like at home with him. He used it. He mastered it. And I even dare to say he probably practiced on targets that wasn't even there before it went to the battlefield. Amen. Some of us preachers like to preach to boxes and dogs before we get, even get to a pulpit sometimes. Amen. Sometimes you get to, sometimes somebody needs to hear it. <laughs> but listen, no doubt in my mind, Eleazar had practiced with this sword for hours upon hours. Before he took it to battle. And even after battle, he would continue to practice and practice along the way. He knew how it felt. He knew the weight of the sword. And he knew how to sling the sword. He knew all about it. He knew it would cut through the force. Needing how he needed to swing it to cut it through the force. The sword literally became an extension of Eleazar's arm. Did you get what I'm telling you right now? Ain't that the way the word of God ought to be? Have you picked up your sword? After all, Ephesians 6 and 17 calls it the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. The question is, do you know your weapon? Do you know it well enough to have unflinching confidence in it? Let me remind what I'm talking about. When people try to get you to doubt. When the reports is not what it seems to be. Amen. When the doctor says you got cancer. Hello. Do you have confidence to stand on that word? Hello, to know what God says. Think about it. Let me remind you that God is a man that he should not lie. Like a man that should lie. One can rest assured of every word written here 
from Genesis to Revelation. It is easier for heaven and earth to pass away than one word of God's word to fail. Wow. Amen. Think about it. It's easier for this universe to pass away than one word of God's word to fail us. Heaven and earth to pass away, but his word remains forever. Forever, O oh Lord, thy word is settled in heaven. But we, it ain't become an extension. Sadly, Benny ain't made the word of God to become an extension to them. The word of God ought to be an extension of us. It ought to be right here. Like that sword. We ought to know how to use it. The question is, are you familiar with that, that, that sword? Let me tell you tonight in the word of God, there is an answer for every problem that we face along the way. And I'm telling you, we're going to have battles. And I'm telling you, sometimes things ain't going to work out the way we think it's going to work out. Amen. Boy, there's been times in my life I thought something was going to work out for sure. Amen. Amen. There's been times in my life I said, boy, this is going to be easy. It's going to work. I already had it figured out in my mind how it was going to work out. Then when it got there, it didn't. The complete opposite happened. Anybody else know what I'm talking about? There's some things that just ain't going to go right the way I want. But through everything, there's one thing that remains. is the Word of God. That through everything, though He slay me, yet I will trust in Him and maintain my ways. Did you hear me? Though I'm in the fire, there's rest assured He's going to walk with me through it tonight. Amen. Though I feel alone, we can rest assured He's with me tonight. Amen, and he's walking with us. Sometimes God don't bring us through it, around it. He brings us through it. Amen. There's an answer to every situation. Hello, how many know there's an answer to every situation tonight found in the Word of God? There's an answer to your finances found in the Word of God. There's an answer to your health found in the Word of God. Let me get you this right here. Let me tell you tonight, and I'm going to jump on this at the end. How many want victory tonight? You can have victory tonight if the battle is the Lord's. You get that in your mind. You can have victory tonight if the, Lord, if the battle is the Lord's tonight. I'll hit that again here in a little bit, but I just wanted to get that out of the way. You can have victory tonight if the battle is the Lord. Listen. The Eleazar, he would cleave. That means he would grip. He wouldn't let go unto that sword. Listen, until his hand was weary. Too many people, the men of Israel were gone. The situation didn't look good. Many would say, run away and fight some other day. Anybody ever heard that? Run away and fight some other day. Won't you go regroup? Won't you go replan? But no, 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 no. Eleazar said, no. My hand was gripped to the sword. My hand had a hold of the sword. His hand was weary. 
His hand, it was a tough battle, but his hand would not let go of the sword. He was exhausted. The battle was long. The battle was fierce. But through everything, he said, I'm not going to let go of the sword. I'm not going to. My hand is going to cleave unto the sword. What are you saying tonight? I'm telling you, some battles don't go away overnight. Did you hear me? Some battles don't leave in six months. Some battles happen for a long time but you got to keep your hand to the sword you may get exhausted along the way but keep your hand on the sword amen how many know what I'm talking about tonight some battles will make you weary some people think after one day it should go away some battles don't go away after one day amen some battles make you long and weary. Your, his hand was weary on that sword. You could see his hand. But he said, I'm not getting letting go of it. I got to keep on. I got to keep on swinging that sword. I got to keep on fighting with that sword. I got to keep on battling with that sword. Oh, it's a fierce battle. It's a fierce battle. I'm not going to wave the flag. I'm not going to give up. But I'm going to grip my hand. Even though I'm tired and this battle's been fierce and it's been strong, I'm keeping my hand on to the sword. Think about it. How many battles you fighting tonight? It seemed you've been fighting for a while. You've been exhausted. But you got to keep your hand Grip to the word of God. You got to keep your hand on the sword and fighting. Keep slinging that sword. Keep slinging it. Don't you quit. It's when we take our hands off the sword when we get in trouble. Amen. When we let that sword weapon out of our hand, we find ourselves defeated. He clinged for it in essence. He clinged for it for dear life. Every ounce of him had a hold of that sword. All his strength was behind that sword in that battle, swinging it along the way. I can hear that devil. I can hear the enemy now saying, put that sword down. Let that sword down. Put it down and accept defeat. But Eleazar said, I'm not accepting defeat. My hands are weary. I may be tired, but I'm going to keep slinging. I'm going to keep my hand on my weapon. Think about it. Despite what your situation looks like, you need to keep your hand on the sword. Don't you take your hand off that sword. And I'm telling you tonight, some of you need to sharpen that sword because a dull sword can't cut anything. Amen. Amen. Yes, yeah, sometimes... We're going to get weary. Sometimes we're going to wonder. But we got to keep our hand on the sword tonight. We got to keep our hand on the word. And let me tell you tonight, his word is sufficient for every situation you or I will ever face. But one must know it in order to have confidence in it and be familiar with it. Let me tell you tonight, if you are not where you need to be in the Word of God, you need to get where you need to be in the Word of God. 
But preacher, I don't understand it. Well, how many in here saved tonight? If you're saved tonight, let me tell you, you got us teacher. You may not understand everything. You ain't going to understand everything at one time. Training with a sword takes a little bit of time. You learn a little bit at a time. Did you hear me? A little at a time. Amen. The Holy Spirit will teach you what He wants you to know at a time. Amen. He'll teach you along the way. But the point is we can't leave our swords dull. Sister Marcy, you can get ready to come. And let me tell you, we can be confident that God will honor His Word. The Lord will despite the secure the victory despite the odds. And let me tell you tonight once again, if you're gonna, if you you can have victory tonight, if you will put the battle in the Lord's hand tonight. Amen. You can have victory tonight. Amen. Don't you take your hand off the sword. You trust in his word. Amen. You sling the word of God. You speak the word of God. Stand on the Word of God. Act upon the Word of God. Hello. Let me tell you that day, God brought a victory with Eleazar that day. What the world would say would be total defeat, give up, throw in. They stood on the foundation of God's Word, stood up with that sword, faith in God, and God brought a tremendous victory that day when the odds said it was against them. When people all of Israel had fled and they were just a few there, God brought a victory because he kept his hand to the sword. What are you saying, preacher? I'm telling you, if you keep your hand to the sword, you're going to get a victory along the way. Amen? God brought a victory that day. Everyone standing in here tonight, give you this about the Word of God. The Bible says, Faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. Hello? In order to have our faith built, we got to get into that Word. we got to hear that Word. Sanctification comes through the Word. Jesus said, Sanctify them by thy truth. Thy Word is truth. Ephesians 5 and 26 says that Jesus gave himself for the church that he may be sanctified and cleansed with the washing of water. That's the word of God. Mark 16 and 20 says that the disciples went forth and preached everywhere. The Lord working with and confirming the word with signs and wonders. How come by to ask you tonight, how many would say I'm come to cleave to my word, to my sword? I want that sword in my hand. Don't let me give up. Let me cleave to that sword tonight. Let me hold on to that sword tonight. Despite what everything, despite what I'm going through, despite the battle, despite the odds, despite the situation. Oh, I'm cleaving unto the word of God. I'm holding on to the word of Almighty God tonight. I'm not letting go. I'm not letting go. I'm going to cleave. I'm weary. I'm tired. I'm fighting. I've fought. I've fought. But you got to hold on. Keep hanging on to the Word of God. I didn't say you wouldn't get weary along the way. But you got to hold. That you got to keep on to that sword. Cleave to that sword. Don't th- drop that sword. Don't let no devil click that sword out of your hand. Don't drop it. Hold on to the Word of Almighty God.